let me just say this. This isn't part of the, uh, the, the series or anything else. I'm just going to say it very quickly. Uh, becoming is painful, okay, at times. And I'm going to talk, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to take, take you back to almost a year ago today. Actually, it was, this is 1-2-11, this was 12-27-09 when I did this message. We, I introduced to you the verse of the year. And, um, and if you remember, the verse of the year was, I'm not even going to ask you to go around the room. I was going to do that. I say, now, do you remember what that verse is? Um, the verse of the year, and we, I've alluded to it many times, Clay's alluded to it a few times as well. Um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. I talked about that. And I'm going to give you the background for all that. It's a year later. It's a year later. And um, it's, uh, well, there's a lot to be said about that. Let me just kind of take you through a few things, first of all. By the way, the idea behind, when we talked about the verse of the year, I said this last year, I said that the year before we had another verse. Um, the idea behind the verse of the year, so to speak, is it, it, it's just, a, it's just a, a verse that's easy to memorize, and that will, it, it'll be simple, it's an easy way to understand uh, something that can be packed with a lot of, lot of depth, and that's, why we, that's one of the reasons that, that that was one of the verses chosen. This verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, this verse, when lived out, I said this last year too, uh, has, has the potential to change one's life, their whole psychological well-being, their whole worldview. Um, so th- that's one of the reasons that we chose that. So here's what I want to do. Let me just go through these very quickly, then I'll give you some, some, some background on this and, some other, and talk a little bit about it. And there's a reason I'm doing this, and you'll see that, I hope, uh, before, we're, before I'm finished here. Um, I'm going to give you... A, First of all, three translations, and then a new translation, a new really, really good translation of it. Uh, first one is the TNIV, which is what we used last year. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. New Living Translation puts it like this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will by all you do, and He will show you which path to take. I added the extra verse on there. Uh, the Message uh, Translation, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Kind of like that, the way that elucidated a bit on the uh, theme. Now, the new version that I want to show you, you'll have to figure out who this is, but um, here it is. This is great. Holy trust God. Stop, stop getting automatically sucked back into default mode. <laughs> Rich Teeter's version. Um, but I, I mean, really, I thought about that because I've talked to many of you since last year about this verse, and one of my friends says to me, yeah, I, I understand the verse, Rich, but he says, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure I agree with that second part. Lean not on your own understanding. And, and, and I said, well, that doesn't mean we don't, you know, lean on our wisdom and life experiences that we have had, and, you know, as, as we've lived. What I believe it means is just exactly the way I translated it here. Stop getting sucked back into your own def- old default mode. The way you always do things, sometimes that's okay, sometimes it's destructive tendencies, sometimes that's sinful habits, sometimes it may not be sinful or bad, but it's just stop always thinking I've got to do things the same old way, the same old way. And, uh, and, and maybe, maybe God's got something better for you. That is hyperbole. He, not maybe, He does. Okay? So, so, Think through that just for a moment. Um, how does this trust thing really work? And I want to get a little more personal with it in a moment, but how does it really look? Here, I, here's what I've done to show you, illustrate for you how this thing really, really looks. I want to, first of all, um, clear up some stuff. 
you get these letters, right? These little letters that you get from on the holidays from all your friends and relatives and talk about everything and how great life is. And it's just, you, you've seen all, you've all seen those, right? Well, I have two here that I want to read to you. Christmas greetings from the so-and-so family. What a wonderful year it has been. God has poured out his blessings on us in many ways. Uh, Tyler got top grades once again at his preschool. It's no wonder since even at four he can already quote the Ten Commandments. What a blessed little boy. He is such a joy and has never had to have been reprimanded. Phoebe is such an angel. She sings in the church choir, captain of her soccer team, even class president of the seventh grade. This year, she was a star of the town's Christmas parade because she won first prize in an essay contest. She's also the most popular girl in her class. <laughs> Buffy is once again president of the PTO. She tried to give someone else a chance, but no one would let her, uh, no one could live up to the standard that she has set. When Buffy is president, the PTO was the most successful fundraisers in the area. Somehow, Buffy still finds time to volunteer in the classroom and at the local women's shelter. Her heart is so big. And, of course, uh, Tyler Sr. is still very successful on Wall Street. His bonus this year exceeded our expectations. It was, enough to comp- it was enough to complete the renovation on the pool house, vacation on the Riviera, and buy a new Porsche that he's always wanted and been wanting for weekends. We still give religiously to the church. We never miss a Sunday. God, of course, has poured out his blessing on us for all of our faithfulness to him. We'd like to close this year's letter with our favorite verse that means so much to us. God helps those who help themselves. (laughs) Okay, there you go. They trusted God. Wow, here we go. Now, here's another letter. 2010 started with such high expectations as we asked God to place a special blessing on our family this year. That prayer certainly did not answer like uh, did not get answered like we expected. February greeted us with horrible news. Bill lost his job. After seven years of incredible work, he was fired without any warning. It devastated our family. And not finding work for six months, he finally found a job, but with 40% less pay. In order not to lose a house, Mary had to go back to work. It was hard for her to find a job that would pay enough to cover daycare costs and bring home enough money to help pay bills. Things have, gone well, have not gone well with the children either. We thought Jack might get a college scholarship in football, but he tore his ACL during the first game of the season. That ruined his chances. Now we're not sure if we can even afford college for him. And Sarah's been struggling as well. She's, ha- she's had to get a job after school, and now she can't participate in the extracurricular activities that she loved. She especially misses being part of the drama club. We're worried that she's slipping into depression, but our insurance won't cover our therapist. We've had the pastor talk to her for a few times, but that didn't help. Our... our <laughs> Our family had such high hopes for this year. We asked God to bless us, but it feels like we, we were cursed instead. We asked God for blessings, but lost most everything. We prayed, we went to church, we did everything we were supposed to do, but God did not answer our prayers. The such and such family. Those are made up, just so you know. But I promise, I, I, I think you probably can relate. We, you receive things... Similar, at least in tone at times over the years, and maybe this year as you're reading through years. Here's my point, and I want to make it very clear here. When we talk about what this thing really is of trusting God, we get some really screwed up views. And we really think, well, I'm trusting God, and God's blessing, boom, boom, just because I'm trusting God. And, and you know what? Maybe, maybe that's the case. Maybe that's not the case. Because there are always people who are doing things the right way and seeking to live for Christ in a way that's, that's going to really be uh, honoring to, to the Lord and to others, and they still have problems and issues and challenges of life. 
So here's what I've done. Here, just, let me just give you four or five, six things here. What I call signs that you've been trusting God in deeper ways. Here's the letters and the good stuff and the bad. That, you know, that is what it is, life. But here are some ways just to kind of hang your thoughts on um, to tell whether you, since I last spoke about this in detail a year ago or almost a year ago, um, how you're doing, if you were there for that, or maybe you weren't, maybe you're new, that's okay. You can, you can think about this too. And just for the future, if not just the past. Some signs that uh, you've been trusting God in deeper ways. You're less anxious about the future. Doesn't mean you're not anxious, but you're less anxious about that because you're, you're trusting God. Um, you're thinking more about how I can serve and how I can give. And, and, and some, some of us need to be challenged about serving and giving. And one of the things you're going to hear whenever I'm speaking this year, I'll tell you this right now, right up front, okay? Uh, if not a point, a sub-point, you're going to have me talk about giving a little bit more. Not because I'm trying to beat you up and, you know, or whatever. It's because we all need to be challenged in this area. And uh, we need to step up to the plate a little bit. Figuratively and literally. We don't have offering plates, but you catch my drift. Step up to the offering box. How's that? Um, why? Is that because of... Uh, the church needs the money? Well, yeah, but, but, but just as important, and maybe, maybe you get to a point where you don't need the money. We're not there, but maybe some, sometimes you do. Does that mean you don't have to give anymore? No, it's not about that. It's, it's, it, it's certainly an, an element of that, but it's about what's happening inside that I want to give to God what's already not mine, it's his anyway. And that includes my money, that includes my time, that includes my talents, my resources, uh, being inconvenient, all the other things that go along with that. So one of the ways that you can tell if you're trusting God in a deeper way, yeah, you're less anxious about the future, but you're more so, what can I do? What, how can I serve? And how can I give more? And what can I do? That's, that's the issue here. Another sign, am I a better husband, a better wife? Am I trusting God? Am I, am I, am I doing better in that area? Maybe it's just a little bit, but we'll take, we'll take little, little baby steps, won't we? Maybe, how about this? I think about success in a different way. It's not just all about, you know, the, 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 the money. And it's, it, it's, many other, it's many other issues that they're involved with this, this thing called success. I alluded to this earlier with my translation. Um, am I relying less on my default mode? The, the same old way that I've always do things. Now, maybe I do some things the same way, and maybe that's good. But I need to be creative. I need to be thinking, God, help me to trust you. And maybe that means some things need to change here. Um. I call it just being more diligent about feeding on resources that grow your faith. Another sign. Being more diligent about feeding on resources that grow your faith. That would include certainly church. That would include reading. That would include reading the Bible, reading things about, about Christ, other books. That would include uh, community that I'm in. Uh, getting, getting more, and, and I'll tell you, another way to put this is just putting yourself in the, I call it putting yourself in the path of blessing. I mean, God doesn't help those who help them. So it's not in the Bible. I, I hope you know that. If you don't, I'll tell you. But at the same time, we do need to do, and we have some discipline and, 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 and all that goes along with that to put ourselves in the path of being blessed by God by doing some of the right things. Is God going to bless that? He will. Maybe not in the way that you think he should bless it. Maybe not materially. Maybe not in ways that you can always measure, but he will bless that. The Bible tells us that. 
Eugene Peterson said this, I, I quoted this last year, all the persons of faith I know are sinners, doubters, uneven performers. We are not secure, excuse me, we are secure not because we are sure of ourselves, but because we trust that God is sure of us. That's an important issue for all of us. Now, how does that work? Let me share some stuff from my own life because it, it really applies. And, and the reason we chose this verse, uh, Clay and I were talking about it one day. We were talking with Steve what, year, over a year ago, took, um, well over a year ago, about the, the verse of the year for, for this coming year, that, or 2010, right? Oh, gosh, I almost said 2009. Um, we were talking in 2009 about 2010. And uh, I said, I, I got an idea for the verse. And, and they both said, well, I said, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And, and I said, at that time, we're going through, I was going through a lot of stuff internally. They knew that. Uh, you didn't know that yet because we didn't announce anything until February the 7th or 6th, whenever this past year, when we announced that my, my position was changing. And so I, at that time, when we were talking about the verse of the year, I was still struggling with all the change going on and this is a whole new thing for me, and change is hard, and, you know, all this other kind of stuff, even though I, I knew in my heart and, and, and so forth that it was by far the best thing for the church. And I knew, I thought it would probably be the best thing for me, but I wasn't sure, and, you know, all that stuff's going on inside of you, and it's different, and is that the way I've done things before? And, I've, you know, I've been a pastor for over 30 years, and I've always been the senior pastor. So anyway, we're going through all this. I'm going through all this. And I said, this is the verse I would like because I'm going to need this verse this year. <laughs> I'm going to need this verse. And uh, they were very gracious. They said, yeah, we'll go ahead and run with that. And, uh, and I have thought about it many, many times. And it's been a great. And it's so weird to stand here a year after, almost a year after that, with all the stuff going on in, internally and realize I'm in such a different place. And uh, it's, it's in a much better place. Now, here, here's the deal. Um, Here's what I said last year. I'm going to quote. I'm going to quote from myself. I love quoting myself. <laughs> and I'm even going to put it on the screen because I love looking at my words on the screen. Okay, uh, the biggest detours in my path have come because of my own selfishness and my own impatience, all of which clearly point to a total lack of trust in God. I suppose I could blame it on the culture that I live in, fast-paced and intense, but then. That's not really correct because these aren't new cultural mistakes. They're oft-repeated mistakes of self-sufficiency, pride, and arrogance that puts faith in self, broken, jaded self who so often becomes petty and jealous instead of choosing to trust an almighty, all-powerful God. When I trust God, really trust God, the futility of self-absorption, self-pity, and just plain, good old-fashioned self-centeredness has less and less space in my life, in your life. When I trust God, life is less stressful. 12, 2709. Um, so that, all this is going on, and I'm writing this, and I'm talking to you guys about this, and I'm having this, this change stuff going on. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm part of the decision-making process that, that's going to make this, that's making this decision, but it's different, it's new, and you know, it's all this other kind of stuff. So... What's different in a year? We still don't have a, a we still don't, we're, for those of you who are visiting, we have a search going on for a new senior pastor. I've taken a different position. I'm pastor of, I don't know what exactly, I'm pastor of, of, of I think fun and hobbies. I'm not sure. Um, we, we call it connections, but that's kind of weird. So we, whatever, I'm just, I'm just, just still a, just a pastor like many of us who, in this, who are in ministry are. And um, 
so we had the search going on. By the way, uh, off the subject, but not really, the search team, you need to, you know, the search, the search team, this is what's happened in the last year. We have a search team, and they, 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 let me just say one thing about the search team. There's like eight of them, eight of them. Let's see if I can do it. Clay and Steve and Nate and Charlie, Lisa Matessi, John Bartlett, um, Leanne Chupp. Is that it? Yeah. Find those people and take them to lunch. Take them, who else? Nancy King, thank you. Dude, what are you doing up here? I said, is that all? I said, is that all? Come on. You're, you're, you're here to help me. You're the head of the committee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, find one of those people, take them to lunch, take them, take them for a drink, do, do, do something. That, this is, that is the suckiest job on the face of the earth in church, being part of a search team. It really is. Because these guys, I mean, they've got to be judgmental. Not in, a, not, not in a negative way. I mean, they've got, okay, well, let's look at this guy. It's just a horrible job. God bless them. Take them and, and buy them stuff because they deserve something. <laughs> they deserve, anyway, they're in place. And certainly there's a level of trust there with them because they're great people, great cross-section of our church. Of course, they make their recommendations to the board. That hasn't happened yet, but they've had been through several candidates already. And I met with two or three of them. And, and here's, here's the difference with me. I've met a, a couple of them that, that were, I don't know how far along in the process, but enough that, that we had a two or three hour meeting together. And in both cases, those two situations, there was a couple others, but in two situations where we had a long time together, I'm sitting here thinking, this could really be good. This could really be great. I could work with, I could learn something from this guy. He may only be 40 years old or 45 or whatever, but I could learn something. This, this, this could really empower me to be even more effective than I am, and this could really help the church a lot. Maybe God knows what he's doing after all. Gee. Um, so that, that's the kind of thing that you, when, you, when you approach this thing and you look at this verse and you've been living with this verse for almost 12 months or you know more than that, but intensely for the last year, uh, it just makes such a big difference when you stop and think, I can trust God. In these areas where I, have a, I, I want to go into my default mode sometimes, this is the way I've always done things. And maybe the way I've always done things isn't bad. Maybe it's, maybe it's even a little better than good. But there might even be a better way. That's the issue here. So when we start talking about what it means to have a relationship with God and through Jesus and how Jesus came and, and lived and suffered and died and rose again and, and then gave, gives us the ability to, to have access to God through him, trust takes on a whole new thing. Now, I'll tell you, I said this last year. I'm going to say it again. All my life, I've tried everything I can to not to have to trust God. But all my life, I keep realizing, again, there's really only one way. That's to trust God, whether you're in ministry or whether you're not. See, that's the issue. That's the issue here. C.S. Lewis put it this way, our whole being by its very nature is one vast need, incomplete, preparatory, empty, yet cluttered, crying out for him who can untie things that are now knotted together and tie up things that are still dangling loose. I like that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. How does that work for you? For some of you, you got stuff going on in your life, and, 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 and it's very clear. you got a new thing going on in 2011. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's the lack of a job. Or maybe it's the 
Maybe the clouds are on the horizon, that things are going to change in your position or in your company or in your home. I was talking with a friend this week. We were just chatting. He says, do you realize that within like six months, for the first time that I can remember, I'm not going to have kids at home? Big change. Yeah. I remember that. Been a while, but I remember that. It's, it's big change. You're like, oh my gosh, it's just me and you, honey. How are we going to do this here? Huh? Who are you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, changes come in so many different ways. And unfortunately, we don't always know what they are. And that's going to happen in 2011. And either you're going to come back and you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to see if my faith can deepen. I'm going to see, you go back to, I'm going to see if I can trust God enough to be less anxious about the future. I'm going to trust to see if I can, what else I can do and give to, to, to really make things, to make a difference. I'm going to really trust God to make me into a better husband. I'm going to really trust God to maybe help me redefine what, what real success really is. And trust God to help me be more diligent on what I feed my, my soul on. Maybe not quite so much football and television. Maybe something, maybe something that's really going to matter. That's the issue here. So when we talk about trust in the Lord with all your heart, we're talking about a whole process. Yes, it is painful sometimes. But, you know, when, when we get through that and we look from the other side, it's like, wow, how did I even get through that without trusting God? How have I, how have I managed in years past without, with, without trusting God? I don't know how I've done that. That's the point here. And I know it's never, let me rephrase it. It's not always easy. Sometimes it's easier than other times, but it's not always easy. Somebody's telling me, <laughs> talking to a young, a young man the other day, a couple of weeks ago in school, school uh, high school, and um, he's just going through some different issues. And, 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 he, he, and I said, so what, what can I do to help? He said, I just need to know what's going to happen. <laughs> I said, oh, baby, <laughs> you got a lot of lessons ahead of you. I said, I can't tell you that. Talking to another friend of mine recently, and they were telling me that we're talking about the same type of thing. I just don't know what's going to happen. And they looked at me and they said, that's why people use a psychic hotline. And I said, does that really work? I'll sign up. I'm joking. Uh, Obviously, they, they don't know either. If you, if, you need, if, you don't, if you didn't know that, you need somebody who loves you to tell you, don't waste your money. Okay? That's nuts. Um, we all, we all want to know, know that. But God does. A couple weeks ago, I gave you the great Martin Luther, line, Martin Luther King line. I don't, know who, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. It's just, that's, that's something that we just have to hang on to. God does. Let me show you what... Look what Emerson said that I quoted last year when I talked about this. All I have seen teaches me to trust the Creator for all I have not seen. All I have seen teaches me to trust the Creator, Lord God, for all that I have not seen. I've lived long enough to know. Take it from me. You can trust God. It's not your natural inclination. It's often a process, but you can trust God. 
and he does not disappoint. He may surprise you, but he does not disappoint. Trust in the Lord with all you got. And quit relying on your own old default mode of doing things. Let God work in your heart. Let God work in your life. Let God work from within, as uh, we sang earlier. And he'll, um, he'll bless you in many, many different ways. Let's pray together. Lord God, we are grateful for the opportunity to learn trust, even though it hurts sometimes. We are grateful for that. We, we, we are grateful for the love and the grace that you give and bestow upon us so richly. We're grateful. We thank you, Lord, and we, uh, we just pray that we would continue to learn that lesson. Now, there are some of us here who've never really taken that first step of trust. And I, and I want to just pray for them very briefly, Lord, just that you would work in their hearts and in their lives. And, and maybe for them, this first, this first, this initial step of trust is, is just to trust in who Jesus is. And if there's, if there's someone like that here, I pray, God, that they could do that right where they're sitting. Just, Lord God, please, so I, I believe in you. And, and just be able to say that to you. I want to trust you right here and right now. And you can do that right where you are. We thank you, Lord, for your love and your grace. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.